Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Sturgis, Michigan. It is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC. And they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. Wow. That was half a dozen kinds of crap right there. That's Jennifer Granholm, Secretary of Energy, first of all, laughing at the devastation of the working class's paycheck because of the price of oil. I got $20 worth of gas over the weekend, barely got four gallons. $20 worth of gas for four gallons. And then the utter, utter dishonesty of saying it's a global market. OPEC. Uh, OPEC determines how much oil there is in the price. And, and we canceled all the drilling leases and have choked off American oil production. And we've gone from self-sufficient to begging dictators for a drop of oil. <laughs> Deaf and dishonest. Nice job, Jenny. Well, maybe they're trying to drive people in electric cars like they have me. This is a major breaking news. The world's richest man has changed his Twitter handle from Elon Musk to Lord Edge. Elon Musk is now Lord Edge. Is he Twitter. hanging out with Kanye? I don't know. Lord Edge? Uh, what? Maybe next segment we'll get to the whole, he did a Twitter poll over the weekend whether or not he should sell 10% of his shares in Tesla. The world's richest man did a Twitter poll <laughs> on whether or not he should sell his shares of the most valuable car company in the world. Knowing perhaps it would royal the market? And Twitter shares uh, dropped quite a bit today on that news, but more on that next hour. Lord Tesla Edge. shares? I'm sorry, Tesla shares. I'm sorry. Yeah. I referred to him as Elon Musk, and I feel bad about it. Lord Edge. Or Lord, is that what his name is? I don't know. Lord. <laughs> yeah, Lord Edge. L-O-R-D-E, Edge. What? Now I'm really confused. I thought he was uh, some sort of superhero. L-O-R-D-E? Yeah. Lord Edge. All right, whatever, Elon. Good Lord. It's got to do with a... Design rockets. It's got to do with a crypto he's into or something. Anyway, more on that later. Is he heavily into uh, squid bucks? (laughs) Is there something about being the world's richest man that makes you crazy? Remember, when we were kids, the richest man in the world was always Howard Hughes with his long toenails living in a hotel suite in Las Vegas. Maybe being the richest man makes you crazy. I don't know. I sure wouldn't know. Uh, so a lot of good stuff to get to this hour. I, I want to replay that gal who was on CNN who explained precisely what's wrong with the Democrats' assessment of what happened in Virginia. It's just absolutely brilliant and eloquent. Uh, what else were we going to do? I can't even remember. Uh, you got your Pfizer pill cuts the risk of hospitalization and death by 90%. I mean, we were talking last hour about how the... um how the pandemic portion of today's programming is about over. I mean, enough. We've just got to function now. We've got to go back to life 100%, let the kids learn in school, the rest of it. Well, if you don't get vaccinated and you do get the vid, you can pop this pill and it cuts your chance of hospitalization or death by 90%. Now, it's going to be a little while before that's on the market. So, all right, we can hold off for a little bit, but 
Well, Great Britain, according to Dr. Gottlieb, who said the pandemic's going to be over by January 4th, uh, he said Great Britain is more or less back to pre-pandemic normal. God, we're a long way from that where I live. Um, I'd like to see it sometime soon, but... Yeah, yeah, still a great deal of paranoia, but, um, and it's not all, it's legitimate fear. I mean, you got pretty damn sick. Yep. Uh, I got to get a booster sooner or later. I got the high blood pressure. Ain't nobody got time for that. And so, you know, I'd kind of like to get a booster myself, but uh, a lot of y'all don't want it, and that's entirely a voluntary uh, decision. And as a libertarian, I, I value, I cherish your ability to make decisions for yourself. If you die of COVID, you know, or, or you don't or whatever, that's that's your life. Run it this is the way you see fit. So um, that Pfizer pill you were just talking about, uh, when that hits the market, that's something you don't take until you catch COVID? When you're diagnosed, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's got a way better name than the uh, the Merck pill, which was utterly unpronounceable. Remember Arga Boomba Sumbavir or whatever it is? This one's got a much more druggy name. Well, this uh, seems like say. the perfect workaround to the whole culture war around vaccines. Right. You don't get the vaccinated, but you got that pill out there that uh, saves your life if, if for some reason you catch COVID like I did. Right, right. I can't remember. What do they call I still this don't uh, know Pfizer how I, pill? I still don't know how I got COVID. I'd like to find the dirty bastard who spread it to me. Paxlovid. It's not good, but it's not as bad as the other one. Miras Vesquiquir. Uh, Paxlovid <laughs> is the name of the drug. You get the diagnosis, you knock a couple of those back, at least sooner or later. Uh, as soon as they're on the market, which ought to be any minute now. So fame has come to a little high school in Rockland, California, Whitney High School. A number of students and parents troubled by a question on a history quiz. It's multiple choice, a complete group of idiots. A, the KKK, B, all of Florida, C, Fox News, D, Texans. And I suspect any of those answers would have been counted correct as uh, by the progressive teacher who is uh, semi-infamous, according to parents, for one-sided political comments and uh, and bully speeches in the classroom. Okay, you got to start over on this so I fully understand it. What age is this? High school. And it's a multiple-choice history quiz? Yes. Yes. This is history. Yes. And it's multiple-choice, and, the, <laughs> and then it says at the top, what? A complete group of idiots. And then you got four choices. You have four choices. It's like, I don't get this even as a test. Even if you get away from the politics of it, I don't get it as a test. But here are your four choices for a complete group of idiots. Yes. Well, it's because it's 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 merely a, an opportunity for the teacher to further indoctrinate the kids and express themselves. You know how so many lefties are they, they are incapable of not expressing their oh so righteous beliefs. It's a dinner party. It's Thanksgiving. It's a nice gathering, and there are folks on the right like this too. I'll grant you, um, but they just can't help themselves. So this teacher who has children in his or her charge decide they well, I've got to express that everybody on Fox News is a complete group of idiots. As is Florida, red state, and Texas, red state. They're all idiots, and they are all deserving of being on the same list as the Klan. Did he think it was a joke? I mean, is he a guy that thinks he, like, slips in a joke question? Or what? I mean, that's crazy. That is just a crazy thing to do. That person should not be in charge of teaching kids anything. I know it. I know it. Says a uh, a parent, we all have different beliefs. This is the United States, and we all come from different backgrounds. Everybody should be okay with who they are. You shouldn't have teachers dictating in the classroom. Well, Whitney High School, 
uh, has uh, put out a note that says we're investigating it. Let's start to investigate. The, the, the investigation should be pretty quick. Did that actually occur? You should be able to nail that down very quickly. Did that actually happen? And if it did, you got to go. The end of the investigation. Whitney and the... Oh, it's a firing offense for you. Yes. Strong stuff. That person does not capable of, of making the judgments required to teach kids. Should this teacher be fired, we'll take your calls. Yes or no? Dial 1-800-WE-DON'T-TAKE-CALLS. <laughs> <laughs> well, they I, say I, Whitney I, High School and the Unified District are committed to providing each student, family, and staff with a safe and welcoming environment. While personnel matters will remain confidential, appropriate disciplinary steps will be taken. And it's always from the same direction, the politics. Of course. This. So what would be the right-wing version of that? Name a complete group of idiots. Right. I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know. And, Marxists, MSNBC, the Democratic Party, MSNBC, the Squad, Californians. I guess. Careful now, it's a little hurtful. Yeah, I guess. It just it is that is what the faculty lounge accepts. They they think. It, listen, this teacher might be a little out there, but uh, keep in mind, just right down the road from there, there was that Antifa teacher who was teaching all the kids how to be Marxists. He had nine months to turn them into revolutionaries. He was dedicated to this. Everybody knew it. He'd been doing it for years, for a couple of years anyway. But, you know, in the faculty lounge, virtually everybody is either a Wolkshevik, a Wolkshevik or terrified. And yes, conservative teachers, we've heard from you. We've got your emails and texts. We know you're out there. God bless you. If you got to keep your head down a little bit to keep your job, we understand. We'll do the shouting for you. But the the vast majority of of education right now is way left. Maybe this would be a good time next segment to get to some of these stats I came across over the weekend of of uh, our politics and uh, the small number of people that are driving the conversation. Because yeah, yeah, we should be able to. We should be able to get more people that are between the forties to use a football phrase. You know, between the forty yard lines, all our teachers. All our cops, all of our people in media, all of these people should be between the 40s, shouldn't Hell, they? between the 10s, Yeah, exactly. Even. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just get, you know, somewhere, you're a little this way, you're a little way, but nobody that's a lot that way or a lot that way should be in any of these positions I just mentioned. Right. Or they certainly ought to be scared as hell to show their true colors to the kids in a classroom, for instance. Yeah. I got some stats for you that are pretty interesting on that. I actually learned from a podcast with Ben Sass, the Nebraska senator. He's sassy. Uh, among other things on the way, if you have any comments on any of this, our text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So just to fill you in on this, Elon Musk, I can't tell if he's crazy crazy or just kind of like, you know. You're so crazy. That kind of crazy, right. right. Or, or is he like, um, yay crazy. Kanye. Uh, Kanye. Kanye okay. West crazy. Very hip reference. So over the weekend, the world's richest man launched a poll on his Twitter. He has 62 million Twitter followers, Elon Musk. Holy cow. So he launched a poll on Saturday, and he said, much is being made lately of unrealized gains being a means of tax avoidance, so I propose selling 10% of my Tesla stock. Do you support this? And he vowed that 
he would follow whatever the <laughs> voters decided. If if the majority of people voted on his Twitter poll to sell 10% of his stock in the most valuable car company in the world, he would. Well, and, and for folks who aren't into this sort of thing, for the founder and, and face of one of the great innovative companies on Earth to suddenly sell a substantial share of their stock would cause big old ripples uh, through the market in general and certainly for that uh, that company. So about 60-40 people said, yeah, sell your stock in a Twitter poll of numbskulls. And, uh, <laughs> and so Tesla shares tumbled today. As it would if I mean I actually don't I don't know why I don't have Tesla stock because it's been overpriced I've thought well I've thought it's been overpriced now for yes. like ten years yes so obviously I could have jumped on that at any point and made good money can we talk about something else please because I'm exactly <laughs> in the same boat <laughs> I drive a Tesla think it's awesome and still have not bought stock but anyway um, yeah you could see why people might sell their Tesla stock if. The the guy who has the most Tesla stock over the weekend said, yeah, Twitter poll, if you say to sell, I'll sell 10%. You expect the price is going to go down. Um, shares were down 4.6%. Most recently, they were down 7% at one point. I don't know where it will end up being on the day. So that's one interesting aspect of this whole thing. Then you got Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat of Oregon, who tweeted out over the weekend about the billionaire income tax. Whether the world's wealthiest man pays any taxes at all shouldn't depend on the results of a Twitter poll, he said. To which Elon Musk responded, Elon Musk, who's changed his Twitter profile to, what did I say it is? Lord Edge. Lord Edge. L-O-R-D-E Edge. His Twitter profile is now Lord Edge. Is that his uh, soap opera name based on one of those silly things you do? The first street you grew up on, plus your grandmother's maiden name or whatever? (laughs) Your favorite part of a table? I don't know. Maybe your first dog, right? Yeah. Um, the uh, your Lord, favorite guitarist in U two. Lord Edge, with his sixty-two million followers, as the world's richest man, responded to the senator by saying, "And I'll, uh, I won't use the graphic terms he used." He said, "Why does your genitalia <laughs> look as if you just orgasmed?" <laughs> But he used much coarser terms. What? Yes. What? Yes. Wait a minute. Yes. What? Yes. That's how the world's richest man responded to a sitting U.S. senator. Why does your blank look like... What? Thanks, Twitter. (laughs) I mean, you got to admire Elon Musk as just a fun guy. Well, he gives no S's, that's for sure. No, 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 no. The number of F's he has, he, there must, I must have left him around here somewhere. <laughs> Fresh out of <laughs> F's. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what that means. Neither do I. It's I mean, as crazy as it is mystifying. I wish, I wish I could say it as he wrote it, but it's too yeah. coarse. Um, and he has since deleted it, but of course, oh. if you are the world's <laughs> richest man with 62 million followers... Somebody screen captures that. So, I mean, right. deleting it is really of no... Do you get any credit for deleting something? I guess you do. You do. You do. Yeah, you can... Because it's basically saying, I shouldn't have done that. Right. Yeah. And, and and haven't we all had those moments? What's ever happened to forgiveness and redemption, people? Really? On the other hand, you can put it out there and then delete it, and you still get credit on both ends, really. Yeah, who would do that? Why does your genitalia appear oh, as if you boy. just orgasm? Oh, boy. Says, oh, you, says God, Lord yeah. Edge... I don't even know what Lord Edge is driving at there. I don't either. 
It's clearly a blast of some sort, but I, I'm mystified. Well, and he's and his, I've never seen Rod Wyden's genitalia, pre or post. Well, not not many times, <laughs> <laughs> before or after. Um, <laughs> and of course, there's the whole SEC thing. Did he run afoul of any rules by announcing that he's going to sell a whole bunch of stock? Or threatening to sell a bunch of stock? And college football fans, we're not talking about the Southeastern Conference. We're talking about the Securities and Exchange Commission. Right. Did he do something illegal, which he has probably. done? Probably. Which he's done in the past, probably. Getting back to his lack of F's to give. <laughs> I think he knew exactly what he was doing. What are you going to do? I think he lives to troll the SEC, among others. Oh, yeah. he. I don't know if you've ever heard him. Google YouTube Elon Musk in the SEC and watch one of his rants. Holy yeah. crap. And a lot of it really makes sense, by the way. A lot of it really makes sense. Uh, Elon's a hell of an interesting guy. But as the world's richest man and running a car company that's more valuable, at least on paper, than the next every car company added together, it's interesting that he acts this way. So you have some more stuff on on uh, who we are politically as a people and who we're not, right? I'll either get to it today or tomorrow. I don't know. Well, we have to do a show every day. Plus an extremely eloquent takedown of the woke media and how they're screwing up democracy. Uh, it's it's somebody I don't dis- uh, uh, don't agree with all the time, but I thought she made a brilliant, brilliant point, so we'll bring that to you. If you miss it, if you can't stay tuned, grab it via podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand, wherever you get podcasts or at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. reported that mothers in California are trying to pass on COVID vaccine antibodies to their children by making them smoothies with their breast milk. Oh, sure, but when I ask for that, I'm <laughs> escorted out of Jamba Juice. <laughs> wow. That joke made me LOL. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I, I figured out something. Actually, Alex in the newsroom figured out something on uh, the Elon Musk. I was misled by other people who are wrong. So uh, media outlets are saying Elon Musk, world's richest man, made a reference to a senator's genitals. He did not. He used the term PP, but he means profile picture. Oh. So, so his, his tweet was, why does your profile picture look like you just orgasmed? <laughs> well, He's, okay, now I get it, Yeah, but I'm still mystified. I kind of get it. He said to U.S. Senator Wyden of Oregon about the billionaire tax. <laughs> wow, our nation's most 17-year-old boyish billionaire. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, I'll get a question for you. Why does your profile picture look like you just blanked? <laughs> you child. You know, I, I laugh and I love a lot about Elon Musk, but I do feel like in the same way that while I enjoy Let's Go Brandon, I'm just not sure the FJB is. I, I don't think any of this coarseness is taking us a good place. It's LGB. LGB. We've moved on from the uh, coarser one. We found a better way. Okay. Unwind your panties. I'm down with Elon. In fact, I'm ready to party with him anytime he calls. Here's my number, Elon. 
call me. Uh, so I thought this was brilliant. This Batyar Unger Sargon, that's one person, um, she is an <laughs> author. She's the author of a book called Bad News, How Woke Media is Undermining Democracy. And I didn't know a lot about her or her act. You'll, you'll note that uh, she is one of those people who's really... Uh, concerned with uh, wealth inequities and that sort of thing. Um, and, and she and I would probably disagree on a fair amount of that topic. But uh, I thought she did an absolutely brilliant job on the eunuch Brian Stelter show on CNN talking about... Um, talking about the coverage of politics by the woke media, specifically the Virginia race, and how terribly, terribly they got it wrong. There's part of me that hesitates to, to play this, because if, if, if like, the Republican National... I'm sorry, the Democratic National Committee hears this, they'll realize how stupid they've been, and they'll quit being so stupid. Because uh, she nails it. Clip number 60, Michael. So my, I felt that uh, Tuesday was a really good uh, advertisement for my book because my book is arguing that a lot of this conversation around wokeness is actually about class. Hmm. We are hiding a class divide in America. We are hiding the just disgusting levels of income inequality in America. We are hiding the total dispossession of the working class of all races by focusing on a very highly specialized academic language around race. Hmm. And I, I think what happened, you know, Glenn Youngkin's victory was a perfect example of this. The media's response to Youngkin's victory is literally the reason that he won, right? How did oh, they respond? There's a hundred medias, a hundred reactions. You're, you're being pretty overly... Shut up, eunuch. Let, let me get more specific <laughs> okay. for you, okay? Because right. I, I have to say, I have to admit, having watched CNN all week, there's been a lot of very, very, very good genuflection on this front. No, there um, but what happened right after the election was you saw host after host after host on MSNBC saying, oh, this is a victory for white supremacy, right? White supremacy wins again. Racism wins again. When, you know, the lieutenant governor that Youngkin won with will be the first black woman to hold that job. When Glenn Youngkin managed to flip majority black districts, when he managed to get between 40 and 50 percent of Latino voters, are all of those people white supremacists? Of course they're not. They're people who are worried about, number one, the economy, right? And number two, schooling. And it seems to me it is such a self-own to tell people who are worried about the economy that that is white supremacy, right? Mm. You are essentially criminalizing the views of working class Americans. And you saw the same thing with the conversation around critical race theory, right? You saw all of these pundits being like, these people don't know what critical race theory is. That is not um, a political statement. That is a class statement. Hmm. They are not educated enough to be opposed to critical race theory. How dare they oppose it? That, there is some really, really good stuff there. I would also point out, and this is, this is a little more complicated and, and, and uh, probably demands a little more explanation, but you had all those people she's talking about, the black folks, the, uh, the Latino folks, the working class folks in particular, who are worried about uh, the economy first and education second. And then you have all those uh, educated to working class uh, white folks who might have put education in front of the economy, but they were mostly mad that the teachers' union, the teachers' unions, kept their children out of school when it was medically unnecessary. And then Terry McAuliffe ended his campaign, his exclamation point, his call to action campaign events were with Randy Weingarten, the head of the American Federation of Teachers, which was perhaps the most evil organization in in abusing the children through the entire COVID thing. 
But if we can get the entire media to keep saying, no, it's a bunch of white supremacists who just, uh, I don't know, they, they, uh, and, and the fact that Glenn Youngkin versus Terry McAuliffe was somehow a referendum on white supremacy is such a stretch in, to, to begin with. I can't even imagine how they settle on that. But, yeah, just keep saying that. That first part of her argument about how it's a class thing, not a race thing, that's what um, Tucker Carlson has been saying for years now. Look, this is a class. We have a class war going on that you're trying to pretend is a race battle. 100% true. Oh, and you know, and I'm sorry, I made a very convoluted introduction to the point that I was going to make, and that is that the educated, particularly the the not PhD, but you know, your average run of the mill got a college degree white mom. The Democratic Party rented them for a while because a lot of them hated Trump. Not all of them, but plenty of them couldn't stand Trump. And there emerged this belief that, well, okay, educated uh, uh, white women in the suburbs are obviously the permanent vassals of the Democratic Party. Heck, they're practically our harem and will be forever. When, uh-uh, uh-uh, they went over for a little bit, but then you kept their kids out of school to appease the unions, and they are pissed. Back to Lord Edge, also known as Elon Musk. Somebody hit me with this text. Did you see Elon's tweet over the weekend about Texas and the university he wants to fund? So Elon Musk is famously moving to Texas, right? And California, some Californians are stupidly saying, good, get out of here with your giant, giant corporation and tax base and everything. But anyway, Elon's moving to Texas, and he was talking about how there's MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. I'm going to fund what oh, I think we boy. should have here in Texas, a Texas Institute of Technology and Science. Again, which of course, the world's richest 17-year-old boy. Which he might actually be willing to fund and actually believe, and the acronym, of course, is TITS. So, Elon... Elon, Elon, time and a place. It can't be the Texas Technology Institute. It's got to be the Texas Institute of Technology. He's probably going to fund it and say, you can either have it, which I'll pay for, or not. But it's going to be called the Texas Institute for Technology and Science. All right? They got MIT. We got TIT. Teat. (laughs) That's so dumb. And then he's going to go up to Boise and start the Boise University Technical Teachers, you know, Institute or something. It's called the Bud Institute. <laughs> Come on, Elon. And then the Center for Under Neuroscience. I don't know what that's going to be. But, um, do I have time for this? I don't know if I have time. Meh. We got some really good Mar you know, to play, I'll Bill save, Mar to play next segment. I'll save it for tomorrow. I'll tease for tomorrow. Um, I listened to a podcast with Senator Ben Sass on it. I've been a Ben Sass fan for a couple of years now. We have been around here. I didn't realize he is not only like wise, and I agree with his politics. And of course, I think he's wise because he agrees with my politics. But um, he's he's dang near a genius. He's oh, the, he, oh, he's way beyond a genius, he's, trust me. He's the smartest person in all of government, probably. Probably why he'll never run for president. I didn't realize, not only is he a trained historian, but he's like all kinds of like degrees in analytics and all kinds of stuff. Has all this information at his fingertips. He's unbelievable. But anyway, he got into a, a discussion on a podcast over the weekend about our politics and the way it's changed since the 90s and uh, the polarization and all this. It's really worth discussing, and maybe we'll get that tomorrow.
Um, on the other hand, funny man Bill Maher made some good comments about the uh, young people and climate change or whatever on his Friday night show. And we'll play some of that for you next, and we will finish strong. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Bill Maher, comedian turned sort of pundit, uh, has a show on HBO on Friday nights and had this to say. In polls, young people always claim to be more concerned about climate change than other generations, but they don't act like it. They throw around buzzwords like sustainable and shame people or forget to bring a cloth bag to Trader Joe's. But the cognitive dissonance between planet-destroying conspicuous consumption and planet-saving rhetoric is breathtaking. You say you love Greta and her message, but everything else you love is a climate disaster. Far from rejecting consumerism, young people are so obsessed with labels that venerable fashion houses like Balenciaga have pivoted from selling couture dresses to rich women to selling baseball hats to teenagers. And where does a 20-something get the money to pay $400? From mommy and daddy, of course. Oh, and also maybe by trading Bitcoin, the mining of which is worse for the environment than actual mining. Cryptocurrency uses more energy than Netflix, Apple, Facebook, Microsoft, and Google combined, and more than some entire nations. And yet young people could not love it more if it came with a side of avocado toast. Ninety-four <laughs> percent of crypto buyers are either millennials or Gen Z, which makes it ring a little hollow when you're out there chanting for us to put the planet ahead of profits. Hmm. Mm, interesting angle. Yeah, it is. I, I I get a weird feeling whenever the topic of cryptocurrency comes up because I realize how little I know and understand about it. I saw a headline today that I thought, God dang it, a smart person would figure out what this headline means. But I probably won't. I mean, I don't know how the rest of you are on this topic, but yeah, I see headlines on this stuff, and I think, I, I don't even know where to start. Not only do I know if I agree with it or not, I mean, I don't even know where to start. It's like it's a foreign language, practically. Mm. There's some new cryptocurrency that launched in some country, and something happened with it. I don't even know when it was. It's a big deal or it's not. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the person that's going to get left behind, because I'm invested in Procter & Gamble and AT&T. Well, you'll get left behind or you'll still have money at the end. I mean, the people who invested in Squidcoin are pretty disappointed with the outcome there. It went up 23 million percent, then the uh, people who started it took everybody's money and disappeared. Yeah, how many people are actually um, making money and holding on to it with all these cryptocurrencies? I don't know that. Uh, I, I don't know either. It's, it's, I've it's, been tempted. It's, it's easy to hear stories of all stocks, whether it's crypto or not, about how much it went up but you know that always supposes you bought it at this and sold it at that and that doesn't happen that often well and nobody who buys something loses 20 percent then mutters and unloads it ever says anything about that true it's like uh what's the obvious parallel um uh, people people never talk about losing money at casinos sure they just talk about how, how they won big they tell everybody so 
Yeah. That's, you know, if, if you like to gamble, I like to gamble sometimes. If you want to gamble on crypto, go ahead. But that energy uh, use stuff was amazing. I knew it was an enormous energy suck. I didn't realize it was that crazy. Texas, the new world center for uh, crypto mining. Is that good? Do we want I don't, do we want I don't crypto know. mining to be happening in the United States with all the energy it uses, or is it important? Is it imperative that we have crypto mining in the United <laughs> States to compete against China? I don't have the slightest idea. I'd rather have oil production, given the choice. Here's the headline that I saw. Just in, Tether, the unregulated central bank for crypto, has minted three billion USDT in the first week of November as Bitcoin rises. Mm, that's quite a bit of DT to mint. What? <laughs> Can I have a glossary with this news story, please? Yeah, I don't know. Or just, if, if, if your answer is, old man, just keep walking, just give me one of those. Right? <laughs> give, me, give me that signal, and I'll just keep walking. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I hear bits and pieces of podcasts about it, and it's either like going to save the world, and it's the most important thing that's happened to money, and... and, and uh, um, well, buying and selling and wealth on the world stage, maybe ever. It could be. Seems like I'd understand it better, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the problem is that uh, a significant percentage of the population is under the th- thumb of an evil dictatorship, which is quite effective in 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 choking that sort of thing off. Mm. But I don't know. It's I would say it's so early in it's, it's early days of of cryptocurrency. Oh, obviously. Um, didn't she uh, in China ban cryptocurrency or Bitcoin? Yeah, essentially, he tossed everybody, all the the miners, out of China. That's why they're in Texas now. It's kind of like uh, companies leaving California and for different reasons. And I'm hoping because I don't know. So it's that's a good thing that then we're oh yeah, well we're going to dominate the crypto world. No, I don't think it does us any good as a country whatsoever. Okay. Unless it does, email mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com. And I sure as hell don't understand what the mining of Bitcoining means and why it uses so much energy. It uses giant computers running every single second of every day to crunch equations. And if you solve the equation, you get a Bitcoin. That's a gross, childish oversimplification. All right. You know, it's like a lot of stuff, like tennis standings. I understand people are into tennis. I'm not, so I ignore those stories. I'll I'll focus on the stuff I have some idea about. There you go. Who wants final thoughts? Who wants final thoughts? Go have some final thoughts. Hooray! Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Let's begin with our technical director, Mike Langell. Michael? Yeah, I got to learn the crypto coin too, Jack. So far, my retirement is stamps, baseball cards, and three Elvis dinner plates. So I feel really (laughs) old right now. Right, collectibles. Oh, let's uh, go to young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, at least mostly behind-the-scenes today. Alex, a final thought for us. I know you're speaking about uh, retirement as well and acronyms that Elon Musk is using. Well, I'm enrolled in the 401k plan. It's the Fritchie Associates Retirement Trust, F-A-R-T. Oh, boy. Oh, my. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? So the Biden administration just announced they're looking at, in quotes, tapping the strategic reserves as fuel prices go up. That is going to be a growing story. Um, for whatever reason, the price of gas is an indicator to most families of where the economy is. 
I paid more for gas on Friday night filling up my truck than I have paid ever in my life, and it was astonishing. I stood there looking at the pump like couldn't believe it. That's funny. The Secretary of Energy was laughing at you over that. Uh, my final thought is I had a great week, exercise, eating right, drinking right, and everything last week. And then over the weekend, went to a surprise party, a birthday celebration, and I gained three pounds. Three pounds in uh, one to, I guess, three days. A surprise party. Surprise, you're fat. A pound a day. <laughs> there you go. A year from now, please, I'm on TLC. Oh, yeah. I'm on the Learning up. Channel. Year from now, you're you're on the Learning Channel. You got you're a circus act. I'm wearing seventy five inch pants, please. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can keep that up for a year, <laughs> or even a month. What a great deal! What a fine offer! Thank you, but no. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. So many people who thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have some great swag for you. Let's go, branded t shirts and hats and uh, hoodies. Uh, just in time for Christmas. Order today so that you make sure you get them. Also, you can email us if there's something we ought to be talking about. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Plus, hot links. All the articles we talked about, that sort of thing, is at mailbag at armstrong. I'm sorry, is at armstrongandgetty.com. So we'll uh, catch up tomorrow on whatever's going on in the world. I hope you can tune in. See you then. God bless America. I'm strong and getty. I don't give a shit about either of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> you dare to dance in the path of greatness. And boom goes the dynamite. What's a eunuch again? Jack, in days of old, a, a king, a sultan, would have uh, young boys neutered, have their testicles oh, removed. Oh, jeez, but that was an unpleasant process. So we do have to be really careful. You need to do it with swords. I considered it for the staff. <laughs> I'm Joe Biden, and I forgot this message. Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.